Good morning. Welcome to Brachos, page 13. We're going to start on 12b, the very bottom of the page, where we talked about a, have a famous mission here that has a debate between Benzoma and Rebloz ben Azari on the one hand against the Chachamim. Benzoma and Rebloz ben Azari believe that the mitzvah of saying the third paragraph of the Shema, which has the exodus from Egypt, Ani Hashem Lechechem, I am Hashem Regal, who took you out of Egypt, the mitzvah is to do it during the day and at night, as we learned it from the Pasuk that says that you should talk about the exodus, Kol Yimei Chayacha, all the days, Yimei is the day, Kol is the night. The Chachamim say no, Yimei Chayacha tells you you have to talk about the exodus nowadays, and Kol means even during the times of Mashiach. The Gemara starts, how could the Chachamim say that you have to say it even after the Mashiach comes? There's a Pasuk in Yirmiyahu that seems to indicate that as soon as the miracles happen at the end of days, we're going to forget. We're not going to praise Hashem for taking us out of Egypt. So it sounds like we're not going to talk about that. The Chachamim say, no, it's not that we're not going to talk about it at all. It just won't be as important. And then we have other ideas of a very interesting metaphor that's given here that let's say you want them to get attacked by a wolf. And then you're saved, you talk about that. But then you get attacked by a lion, then you're saved. Then you only talk about the, the lion, and you don't talk about the wolf. Then you get attacked by a snake, you only talk about the snake. And the idea is, Taurus Achronos, Meshachos Roshonos, that the later pains make us forget the earlier ones. And the same too here, Korten Chamim, what happened during Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim won't be as significant. Okay, uh, at, at a later point. And that's what Benzoma says, but the rabbis say we're still going to mention it. Okay, then we go on to more discussions about different names. Avram's name was changed to Avram to Avraham. And if you get it wrong, if you go back to the old name, you actually violate a prohibition. Sarai's name was changed, but you don't get a prohibition. And the Gemara explains why. And Yaakov's name was changed. It's also not a prohibition because we see Hashem, Hashem actually still refers to Yaakov as Yaakov. Okay, we are then on the next mission. The next mission says that let's say someone happens to be saying the Shema just for learning purposes. They're just studying the book of Deuteronomy. And it's the time of Shema. As long as they have Kavana, they fulfill their obligation. They can get two things, learning Torah and Shema at the same time. Then the Mishnah talks about, and we're not going to go into detail because it's going to be in, the, in tomorrow's daf, but goes into discussions about um, if you're in the middle of the Shema uh, and someone comes in and says hello to you, are you can, can you say back? Can you say hello to begin with? And they say it depends on how important that person is. Is it just someone who's honored? Is it someone that you fear that person? Are we in the middle of Prakim, in the middle of a chapter, or Baina Prakim? And we'll have halachic differences, and we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. But then the Mishnah does lay out for us what are the prakim, what are the different paragraphs. So you have the first paragraph, the first blessing of the Shema, the second blessing of the Shema. You have the first paragraph of the Shema, the second blessing of the Shema, the third paragraph of the Shema, and then the first blessing, the third blessing of the Shema, which is the first blessing that comes right after the Shema. So those are the different things. Okay. Um, and the, the Mishnah does conclude by saying, why is it that we have Shema before Vahayim Shema? Um, the answer is because Shema is Tabal's Omach Shema, you're accepting the yoke of heaven, and then only afterwards you accept the yoke of mitzvos, and then Vahayim Shema is before Vayomer, because Vahayim Shema talks about studying Torah, which is both during the day and night, and um, Vayomer is only about tzitzis, which is only during the day. Okay, then we go on into the Gemara, and we talk about the idea of whether mitzvos trichas kavana or not. Do mitzvos actually need kavana? And we say they don't actually have to. They don't actually have to have kavana uh, while you're doing something. But the reason why you had to have kavana in that first case where you were studying, and then all of a sudden you got to that line, is because you were actually reading the Torah in order to fix the Torah. And you might therefore read the words incorrectly. So you have to make sure that you read the words based on the way they're supposed to be read for the Shema. Then we have a very interesting discussion about whether Shema can be done in any language or just in Hebrew. Rebbe says it has to be in Hebrew, the Chamsay can be in any language. And we actually passed in like the Chachamim that it could be done in any language. Then we turn to the uh, Amadeis 
uh, 13b. And uh, we talk about where do you have to have kavana in the Shema? One, one opinion is you only have to have it during the first paragraph or maybe only the first two lines. And the final position that's quoted is actually Reb Meir, that you only have to have kavan, you only have to have focus during the first line, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, and that is sufficient. Um, you go on, the Gemara talks about this idea of um, the, the Shema Yisrael of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi was simply the first word, just Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, that's all that he actually said. And there's a whole story that he would be giving a shear during his uh, during the time of the Shema, the entire three hours of the Shema. And they would say to him, they say, oh, look, we never saw him say the Shema. And the answer is at one point in the shear, he put his, his hands on his eyes and he actually was able to say the Shema at that uh, at that point. Um, why did he not do this? He didn't want to interrupt himself to do the full Shema because he was in the middle of teaching. And he believed that you really you only had to say then the first line. Um, the Gemara talks about if you're prakdan, if you're lying on your back, you can't read the Shema. Um, it's considered disrespectful. The Gemara says, what do you mean? You, don't, you only can't say the Shema. It sounds like you could sleep in that position. But actually, Rabbi Yishob layet Aman Degani Aparkid. Rabbi who actually cursed someone who slept on their back. And as Rashi explains, because if you sleep on your back, there might be sexual arousal. Other sources say there might be some omission, and therefore you can't sleep on your back. Um, so uh, the Gemara says, yeah, for, sleep, for, the, for that concern, you can just turn to the side a little bit, but it's only for the uh, issue of of, of Shema, um, even if you turn to the side a little bit, it's not sufficient. Uh, you actually have to either get up or at least sit up in order to say the Shema. Okay, that concludes Daf 13, page 13. We will do the next page, page 14 tomorrow. Have a great day.